This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show about nothing. Um, yeah, we are here recording another episode for you. Today we are the usual crew consisting of Fatima. Hello. Max. Hello. Me, Marie, and we are joined by another uh, male voice today that sounds like this. Hello. <laughs> It's <laughs> Igor and he has already joined us on one of the previous shows when we were talking about post-apocalyptic scenarios, if I remember that correctly. Yes, cool. Nice. My brain is still working. <laughs> <laughs> Today's topic is something that is defining all of us in one way or another because we are... Uh, spending a lot of time doing this what we're going to be talking about or because we are trying to you know reach a certain what we're going to be talking about so <laughs> in order to make it a bit easier for me to uh, do this intro now uh, i can just reveal it it's not that much of a secret we're going to be talking about jobs Woo! Hooray. hate Ooh. working Hooray. the excitement is real here yeah has <laughs> <Steve>. anyone <laughs> has any one of you been uh, already working today um not for payment <laughs> not, not for, for money payment. okay no me neither well no Let's try. I, haven't i haven't been working for years so Ooh. Uh, yeah. You're lazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that though. No. Studies is, come on. I think we're going to get into uh, more details, especially because uh, we are four individuals. Also nice uh, balance today to male and to female ones. Mm. So we're going to be sharing some insights and we probably all have different takes on the topic. So it's going to be interesting and uh, we're going to pump some music into Hard your ears. Work, work. <laughs> Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. We are talking about jobs today in the show about nothing. And we haven't really revealed too much information yet. So um, we will, as usual, start with a definition of the term job. And I've been looking up one by the official Cambridge Dictionary uh, of English. Yes, I think <laughs> that was this one. I was also going into like several other ones, but I didn't like the ones because they were like quite complicated. And, you know, I wanted a short and precise one. So job, as it says in the dictionary I chose, is the regular work that a person does to earn money. So that's uh, it. Yeah, that's wow. it. Wow. Yeah, well, what, about, what about like freelance? Like, uh, no, not freelance. What is a charity kind of work? Is that then just work or is that not a job? Like, mm. Mm, I guess we can get down to uh, discussing that because I also thought that, um, I mean, job kind of goes along this lines of like earning a salary and earning money. Like internships and, s yeah. Okay. No, I mean, internships, what, what, I think they're internships. Would you internships. say uh, staying at home and taking care of the kids in the house is a job then or not? I would totally say so. But you're not being paid. Yeah, I know. That's maybe also a problem. Well, that definition just failed. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to Google more definitions. And I guess, no, but work. there's, you know... It is work. Yeah, but, but it's not a job. Oh, it's not a job? Oh, well, okay. I mean, 
Mm, okay, so I think it's like you're talking about like work, how it's titled, or... like you get yeah, just the definition wise. I think you do. Make, if it's a job, you sense. gotta get paid because mm. you don't get paid for doing homework. So yeah. <laughs> and it's not a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully well, it leads to one. Unless, yeah. unless of course you're doing someone else's homework and then you're getting paid, but then yeah. you don't ah. say it's home job. Yeah. No, you don't. And also, it's it's <laughs> black black uh, like a non-contract job. It's a non-contract like, so job. Say, Sorry, what? No, I mean to, what I mean to say. What is kind of homework have you been doing? You're not paying taxes on your income, so it's technically under the table. Under the table, yeah. So black. I think. Job. I mean, I don't know what that's called. The best yeah. kind of jobs. Yes. <laughs> Actually, like one of the examples here says, "Are you going to give up your job when you have your baby?" I think, like, I mean, having a baby is definitely like a job, yeah, and everything around it. But it, as it is defined, you know, because you don't get money for it, then it's like you're gonna have to give up your paying position for going into a non-paid position, which is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, maybe it would be interesting to actually look into uh, the definition of work. I mean, mm. to be fair, uh, getting a baby is a long-term <laughs> investment. Because, yeah. I mean, when you become old and you stop working, you're going to have, obviously, retirement funds or whatever you get. Plus, your child will be working and they'll, they'll be supporting you. So, I mean, it is a long-term investment. Hopefully, they'll support you. Yeah, this it used to be back in the days when that's yeah. why you would get, like, 10,000 grandchildren. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to get any pension, so I'll have, mm. like, a bunch of kids. That I think there's a lot of changes going on in, like, from going from the traditional as it used to be into, like, modern forms of society. And also, like, I actually, I mean, we're still kind of in Corona times, maybe it's, you know, slowly, like, becoming more normal. But I was also thinking that now in, like, times of a crisis doesn't have to be like a virus, a pandemic, can be anything else. There's always like a certain, like, amount of jobs that are kind of under threat because of the crisis and the Mm. the crisis is causing a disturbance in the normal system as Mm. we like, as it is functioning. And since a lot of positions are depending on each other, I think that's uh, one of my jobs, actually, one of of my jobs that I, 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 it's a job that I was a mystery shopper. Mm hmm. Uh, and that co- uh, company actually... Uh, what is a mystery Sorry, shopper? Yeah, you... uh, so a mystery shopper is uh, someone that goes... Like you get an assignment uh, assigned to a store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you go there and you buy something. And you uh, evaluate the customer service. Like how they're... Oh. Yeah. How you're received. And um, like, it's not a well-paid job. But you like... You 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 have a... But they give you a budget. You buy stuff. And they give you the money back. And also you get a little bit of salary for the... Do, do you get time. to keep the stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you get to keep the oh, stuff. So, oh, cool. oh. What's the budget? So like, could you like go in and get um, like a huge flat screen TV? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends on, on the store. Uh, and no, I don't think you would get a flat screen TV. But if there's like really big things, they would generally ask you to like go there and uh, say you're interested in buying a TV and see how like they would explain mm-hmm. things and uh, like how they are trying to get you to buy stuff and things like that. Things All like right. that. But anyway, so Corona, uh, this uh, company actually um, is one is one of the companies that went into bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. Um, uh, I technically lost a job, but I wasn't really depending on it that much. So mm-hmm. uh, financially, at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, in in Germany, a lot of students have part time jobs because we don't really have CSN. So we have something that's like equipment, like. Uh, equivalent do you say that yeah, yeah to yeah. to it but you don't get it as easy as you get it here because mm-hmm. it's still like dependent on your family's income and a little bit like i would say a, a old system of distributing that money and um a lot of students lost their jobs and they're really dependent on them to pay their rent and everything and now like the state has to come up with solutions giving them like emergency money and uh 
yeah, I just thought it was real uh, uh, good that I'm in Sweden maybe at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I um, I was actually, I was looking, I'm searching for jobs at the moment and I was went into a Facebook group and I saw this young boy. This is just interesting to see how the society, like how important a job is considered to be because there was this young guy who, who he was, he's a refugee and he came here a few years ago mm-hmm. and he fin- he's just graduated um, gymnasiet, which is at, uh, high school. High school. Which one is college? High school. Uh, anyway, yeah. Mm. He just finished um, obligatory, mandatory and three years plus school. Um, and uh, he has to, He's he's been working a lot. He was telling, talking about different jobs he has. And nobody can offer him, like for him to be able to stay now in Sweden, he needs to get a full uh, 100% full yeah yeah like the title to be allowed to stay is dependent Mm. on income yeah Yeah. and he has a job but it's 25 percent, and they can't offer him like a hundred percent and and he has another job and it's 50 percent. so he has a lot of jobs but just not a hundred percent job so it's interesting how we're like um a full-time job it's called sorry yeah but like it's interesting how we consider like the person like you need to get invested in society like mm-hmm. you need to pay your dues for society to be able to yeah. take part in society but he's probably still working more than a full-time job it's just that his, his, his contract doesn't say so yeah which is um yeah, it was a bit sad actually that's a sad situation and i think it's also um i don't know it's it sounds unfair yeah it, it does it's really for someone does, who's yeah. really trying like hard mm. I, like another question i would like to put out here is that uh, I hope I translated this right, but in 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 Germany now, like the the jobs that are really like needed a lot for like to keep up like the society during Corona, they they're allowed to continue working while others are being you know forced to stay at home and work home office, and those were then titled as like the system relevant jobs. Mm. And I was it's like, like the garbage man and the healthcare, like mainly the healthcare, workers, right? yeah, 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 the essential work. Mm. And I think actually like also pharmacies and you know supermarkets. Mm. All Mm. this was like necessary to keep, you know, the delivery of like food and all this open. And now I wanted to ask you if you think that there's other jobs that are system relevant, like even before a crisis and if that somehow changes in a crisis. Hmm. Because I I felt that it's quite arbitrary as well to like, because we upgrade also in terms of, you know, uh, benefits or like appreciation now certain job groups are getting this like oh wow you're mm. like we're so grateful that you're working but I mean now in a crisis but a nurse or a doctor is also working hardcore before the crisis so I just thought like this uh, appreciation is also changing a lot and maybe we can discuss this a bit I mean it's also important to say that we're in Sweden and here it's pretty chill like the mm. restaurants are still open yeah uh, mostly everything is still open uh, obviously, there's a lot of home office and people are getting compensated for it. I was just thinking, I don't know what is wrong with my brain, but I was just thinking, since I lived in the Netherlands for a year, are the coffee shops open? Is the oh. the, the sex uh, industry still blooming? Um, because, I mean, the whole corona... Is it an essential job? I mean, the coffee shops could be an essential y- job. Well, I mean, but yeah. I've seen, like, when it all, uh, like, a couple of months ago, I'm not sure of the validity of this, but uh, when it was in the beginning, they had this whole, you know, queues for toilet papers everywhere else. But in Netherlands, like in Amsterdam, they have, like, queues to the coffee shops so people get stuck up on their weed supplies because they thought that... Maybe they thought they're going to close or not. Yeah. Not sure. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So they yeah. may I have been closed. Too. Yeah, I, I have This is past me. I haven't seen this yeah, at all. Yeah, there's huge queues outside uh, on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I'm just laughing. It's, it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny though because, um, sorry, on a side note here, um, no, coffee shops are actually only allowed to have, I believe, it was 500 grams or something, uh, in their inventory. So yeah. they what? have to constantly restock. Um, obviously, no one does that. Like they all like restock like multiple kilograms, and then you know, mm. fucking. But they they're not allowed to have. They're only allowed to have a certain amount. So it's fun to like. Is that a European law or another? Like, because you have it's coffee a, shops I'm in like sure Spain and, and oh, you do, thing. yeah, you do, oh. yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't know. That's a that's just a Dutch thing, as far as I know. Um, which is cool though, because you'll see like people walking in with trash bags uh, <laughs> and yeah. like taking the the old Dutch kind of the, the old buildings. So you have these these hatches outside of the door where you, you <laughs> have like a steep staircase, and they'll like walk in there with like garbage can garbage bags. And this is the garbage room, I promise. Yeah, to the normal tourist, you'll be like, <laughs> whatever they're doing, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. But like to anyone else, you're, you're gonna be like, oh look, there is the resupply. Oh, it would be so easy to rob that guy. It's yeah. Just, hmm. <laughs> Is it why they have it then? So like, the, it's not a like a doesn't look like a juicy target. It's just. A... Um, I'm not sure why they exactly have it. I think it has something to do with also the rule that you're only allowed to buy or carry five grams on you at, okay. on a person. Um, and most coffee shops, at least in Amsterdam, will have that thing where. We we went completely off topic here, but yeah, we yeah. did. I'm like uh, kind of you know waiting for the moment to yeah. Well, chip one moment, one moment here. Uh, but coffee shops also have this thing where you, you commonly you'll go in, you'll buy five grams, you go back to the like you literally exit the store, don't even walk a circle, just like open the door, walk out, walk back in, and they're like, oh yeah, you want to buy five grams? I have never seen you before. <laughs> um, you put that that fake mustache on in it. No, you don't even need okay. that. Okay, how, how about moving the coffee store and the techniques how to buy a hey, lot? Hey, that's a job too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Uh, we have a little comment to make here. If you can hear us way clearer now than it is because we just realized that we had the fans running and we switched them off. So hopefully you can hear our voices even better right now. Um, we did a little detour on uh, discussing jobs in coffee stores and coffee shops in um, the Netherlands and good techniques how to stack up on your uh, supplies um where to break it breaking and enter to yeah when, when to rob a coffee shop when yeah. to rob, yes so what we, we actually <laughs> came from the direction of a uh, system relevant jobs and oh, yeah. crisis times and what happens during corona when people lose their jobs and like certain job groups are being upgraded and get more appreciation and um yeah, so like obviously when you lose your job, like if, if you're a family member or if you're like just an individual, it's always going along with a lot of stress because you're getting, you know, your existence is kind of under uh, more pressure because you don't have financials coming in, but you still probably have a lot of financials that you're like spending. You just said uh, your existence is, say, being challenged, basically. Would you say that a job is part of your existence, part of your identity? Uh, yeah, that's actually something we will get to. It's a good question because I would say yes, but maybe we we do a, we do a little uh, musical break here, and uh, you can think about the question if uh, you think your job is part of your identity, and what would happen if you lost your job? Would you get really mad?
Oh my god, we're approaching thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank God this isn't live. Yay! The show about nothing on Gothenburg Student Radio. You are listening to an episode about jobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They took our jobs. Now, uh, just before the song, we have been um, talking about Corona and losing jobs, and also raised the question. How much is your own identity defined by what you work with and what you do? So that's probably a good yeah, bridge to um, do a little question round. So, I mean, we all know it. If you are, I don't know, going to a party or like going somewhere where you meet people that you have never met before, there's going to be this like classy small talk of what like... What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Maybe, you know, maybe asking for the name before that, but maybe also not. <laughs> Usually not. <laughs> Usually not, yeah. So there's this like, you know, what do you do? And then like, depending on your answer, there's a lot of general assumptions going along with like, oh, so she does this and that. That means that she's, you know, this and that of a person. So or I know someone who's that. Is it the same for you? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I think we all came across this at it's some like, point. Sorry, it's just like, it's like when you like, like I meet a new German and I'll be like, well, I know two Germans and it's like, <laughs> it's a whole Yeah, and they're like, country. what am I going to yeah. do with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stumped. <laughs> we also, we said before in the intro of that show that we are, like, we're all fairly young individuals, kind of like on the way to get a job. And we have had different jobs before. So uh, <laughs> I can start with you, Igor. Like, can you give us a little uh, insight into, like, what have you been working with already in your life? Okay, but only um, the best jobs, please. Only yeah, the best. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I started when I was two years old. <laughs> <laughs> It was back in the good old days. Yeah. I was four. <laughs> Now I actually, I think I was uh, maybe potentially 15 when I started this, something like that. That was in uh, high school, and um, I was working as a kind of an assistant for a uh, doctor who was uh, driving around Sweden to uh, airports or fire stations, so this kind of uh, this rescue services, and he would perform annual health checks on them. So I was just kind of uh, there by his side, more or less, uh, taking some blood samples, urine samples, making them breathe into a little machine to check uh, lung capacity. It was How did you get that at 15? Like I am impressive. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, when, he, when he just saw me like... That's the guy That's for the, the job. Guy you want. Uh, no, it, it was it, it was a bit of luck because uh, he actually oh, he's a pretty cool dude actually because he was running uh, high school for um, this whole rescue education so it would be uh, ambulance drivers, uh, firefighters, and all that stuff. And uh, I was there. Um, uh, I was still kind of like known as the Russian kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew a teacher from our high school who knew him, and uh, she asked us to Class go networking. there. Yeah, she asked us to go there and uh, give a little speech about something, about Russia, I don't really remember what. what. But uh, yeah, we went there, and uh, out of nowhere, after we were done, he just came over, hey man, would you like a job? And I'm like, damn right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't know what the job was, but then I was like, yeah. I want a job. Yeah, and I went around like Stockholm, Umeå, uh, what is it, like, yeah, smaller places. That I don't remember anymore. Like, but those, uh, uh, yeah, I got to ride on a fire truck at the cool. airport and oh shoot a uh, huge uh, water cannon because, really? yeah, one of the firemen like, like, hey man, you bored? And I'm like, yeah, well, come with me. <laughs> That's nice. I'll show you something cool. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Do you feel like it uh, was a part of your identity back then to be like a urine test guy? <laughs> uh, well, no. I mean, I was too young to be uh, like I don't know identity. No, it was a cool thing. 
I didn't even talk about it. I would not introduce myself to people <laughs> at parties. You know, I didn't go to parties. Hey, either. I'm the urinist. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I'll go there. Uh, I with love my suit. urine. Uh, like, hello. <laughs> I'm a part-time brain surgeon, part-time whatever. Suit and an empty briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. F- full of like an apple in there or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some cool. candy. I'm going to be remembering that you did a lot of urine tests, which means like mm-hmm. you, you obviously have to, you know, survey, make make sure that they're not cheating. Oh, did no, you see was, a lot of penises? It wasn't a drug test, <laughs> so I didn't have to... Uh, there was a part when they actually were doing the drug test, which I was did not allowed to do. Did that influence you when you were 15? <laughs> no, they get to go into the bathroom, pee in a cup, and I just checked there. I, I think it, it wasn't cholesterol, but it was basically some trace elements that had nothing to do with anything. It was for their own benefit That's to know they if they're dying you. or not. So, yeah, it would be kind of... Uh, I don't know, weird for them to cheat on that test. So it's like a toilet with a hole in the wall and you no, like no, pee and then you put it there and the other side someone st- takes it. We went around to hole their place. Hole in the wall? What are, when what you, are go, you implying well, here? No, like so when you go to the doctors and you have to do a urine test, they There's they a have, hole in the wall? There's like a Which kind hatchet. of doctors have you been going to? Well, if you go to Ward Central and then you need to give them a pee test, they're not going to come in with you, but there's like a double... So there's a hole in the wall but with um, lockers, like doors on both sides. So you pee in your cup, all over your hands, because generally you miss, and then you put it in there and you close it. And <laughs> when you close it, they open it on the other side and receive it. So, so, so that wait, if you're doing drug tests, they don't actually watch you pee. I have never done a drug test. This oh, was right. like okay, like okay. I was checking my mirrors. cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically. Yeah, you so don't see them, but they see you. I, I, I had to do that for a while, um, and uh, well, I mean, like the first time, he's like, ah, all right, looks 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 like you're doing it and then after that he'd just like like standing in the same room with an open stall door yeah. and like just be doing something Playing completely candy different crush but you, I yeah. mean, <laughs> side, like question to you guys I mean aren't you used to do this anyway because you go to you know you go to this pissoirs and there's like people peeing left and right oh, and you're like true. anyway like, yeah, I, mean, I guess as a guy that's that's more yeah. normal but usually there is an etiquette right you don't just yeah. like stand there and look yeah. Yeah. over yeah. the shoulder yeah. like what, what, what you got there pal wow. like, the, the worst possible thing to get into bar fight is like oh that's uh, that's uh, that's one impressive tool. You ball. need aesthetics <laughs> work. <laughs> I love I love our ability to like you know from an easy question we always make it down to some <laughs> kind of loophole where it's like really interesting. Welcome to the show about nothing. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's everything and nothing, and no topic is taboo. Uh, yeah, any any other jobs that you know besides urine testing that w- like people in that room have been you know. I, I heard Fatima was a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I, I I don't know what this is about. It says it says in the notes that you were a stand-up comedian, so it must be true. Uh, it's also your fallback career, so or maybe yeah. is it like hmm. something you would like aspire to do later? Your perspective so, for life. Well, am I going to talk about my future or my past now? Oh, you choose. Okay, whichever one has the comedian. What is part. interesting? Well, okay, <laughs> Come- comedy maybe. So I, one of my childhood dreams is to to become um uh, do do comedy musicals, uh, which maybe is why you talk thinking are thinking about. No, I'm just thinking stand-up because it wasn't a plan. Yeah. That's all Marie's fault. Uh, I really, um, I mean, I, it would be really cool to do stand-up comedy, but I think I, I'm too scared to do like to do that because it's all on you. But if you do like a theater play, then it's like there's a play and you have other people around and you can like joke around for, from time to time. But there's still like this is a line to follow. Um, I don't, I think, I don't think I'm enough of a of an entrepreneur like 
personality mm. to um, take it all, like be like a freelance, create my enterprise, do my own marketing and stand up stage and just all alone telling my personal stories. I don't know if I have the guts to do it. It would be really cool. But if you think that Fatima is really funny, then, you know, write us on our <laughs> social channel yeah. and let us know. <laughs> Actually, I think one guy of the radio, uh, Donatas, um, the, was the guy who was like in One and a Half Vegan for a while. Yeah. He's like kind of like doing that a little bit more. And he went around, you know, stages here in town. And I've been watching some of his stuff. And I think he's really brave. Mm. But it's also really funny. So, yeah. yeah I'm, my um, my boyfriend's older brother is doing stand-up comedy. And nice. I've seen his like evolution from like the story start of it to where he is now and it's serious work like you need to perfection the art kind of yeah uh, when you look at a stand-up comedian it just looks so flawless they're just like talking about their life and they're funny kind yeah. of but there's so much thought going into everything and um yeah it's a full-time job i think it's like really you have to be really in the moment and like read the audience and know what does work here like is it a lot of you know grandmas or mm. young and where are you so it's yeah it's definitely like i think it's a high adrenaline rush yeah like, absolutely. in the moment mm. shoot it out there but you're yeah. also your own product so that's like one of i i, I like i listen to a lot of uh, stand-up comedians because i think they're funny and i enjoy listening to them um And uh, some people tell stories about how they're like super sick and like vomiting before going up stage and stuff like that. And you just can't see it. And is it I don't know, is it healthy to just like push yourself to that? Like mm. you're, you're so dependent on yourself. So like you cannot just take a sick day because that will affect your whole like, I don't know, your whole brand kind of. I don't know. I think it's a very difficult thing to to do, and it's super impressive. Like I really, I, I look could, up to people who do it. I, c I could become your uh, communications manager. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's start an like, like uh, yeah. company now. Can be something like you know coaching in the show about nothing. We make it from funny radio moderator to you know establishing a brand. And yeah, then, um, yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Cool. We we we'll discuss the deeds later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Max, I, I saw some movement there. Uh, behind the mic, what? Th there was something I'm always you movement say? because you know we. <laughs> I am like, a movement. I, I can't sit steady. I'm, I've been twiddling with a pen here, uh, hoping I don't drop <laughs> some, it for the last. Some two. of the listeners might know. To those of you who who didn't know that yet, is like Max is the son of a wealthy curtain empire. It's not that much, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and th it, there's a career that's kind of been laid out for him. So you know the empire right, awaits. Right, hold on, oh, hold on a <laughs> second here. Awaits him hold to on. you know step into the expectations, and yet he's uh, studying programming, as I remember correctly so f f few things are off there Explain first that. off it's not a curtain empire we <laughs> import we design produce and import and export curtains uh so if you go into a shop, you know, that shop will buy from us the curtains. So um, it's like a curtain empire. It, it's not a <laughs> curtain empire. It's basically a curtain we empire. We also make, you know, uh, other fabrics like, uh, you but know, But that's why you're always so well-dressed and like you have a really big notion of... Of textiles. Well, I can't like show up to my family dressed like with holes in my pants. I'm you sorry, Fatima. No, I can't. They'd be like, that's defective. Let me fix that. So I'm like, <laughs> nice. Okay. Mid-dinner, like someone will like just sew that up for me or something. All right. Um, so sewing's important. Is it like, um, do you feel like, because you like, obviously it's like a family business. And do you feel that part of your identity is like a uh, curtain well, empire? So fun? a bit of backstory. It's a, it's a company in Frankfurt, uh, more or less around there. I'm not going to say the name or anything, but it's existed in family uh, management for 125 years. Mm, um, it's very impressive. So my great grandfather, I think, yeah, my great grandfather started it with uh, a Jewish guy who ran away. 
and um, we su they survived both world wars. And uh, you know, it, 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 it's something that the family has been pretty proud about doing. Uh, the, the company it's, itself it's cool. has changed too. We used to produce our own. Then we had a fire. Someone fell through a roof and died, and wow. stuff like that. And then, like we were in the, in the depression, we weren't doing enough money, so we closed that. But yeah, I, I would say it is partially part of my identity. I wouldn't say that, um, and that's important. Each of my my father and grandfather's generation did the same, like had the same quality of work or the same mentality toward working. Um, and obviously, whenever I take that over, I'll obviously be completely differently oriented and differently built up than my father. But yeah, we, we're a pretty, pretty traditional family, like besides the whole religious thing, we're not very religious, but we're, we're traditional where it's like, How? you know, you grow up and that's going to be your destiny at some point. Um, but you have a sister, right? Yes, I have a sister. Would it be an option for her to be the one running it? That is an option too. Um, I believe she's more interested in doing graphic design, just like my other grandfather mm. um so that's what she's probably going to do um there is a good chance that she will at some point work in the in, in the family business um maybe designing textiles or designing a logo or well probably not the logo that's that's my grandfather designed that that's that's not happening <laughs> um but uh, does it have this like old feel like old no, school retro? Not, no? no okay um so my grandfather from my mother's side designed the logo before my parents knew each other. Wow. Really? So probably through that, my father got to know my mother. Wow. And wow. So the logo That's is not changing. Praise the grandfather. It'll, it'll never change the logo. It's it's a modern, minimalistic... Um, um, uh, We're all like just burning for knowing the name of the company now and looking it up and looking at the logo. I well, mean, that, that'll like be after the show. I, okay. I don't know. Like, it's a, it's We're a, not advertising it like you have a, like a like a reach history behind the whole thing have you ever thought about like writing a uh, memoir and calling it uh, behind the curtains yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> nice. thank you, thank you. <laughs> well i haven't been in the business yet uh, so i don't know much about it but we did celebrate our 120th or something a couple of years ago wow so um there was a bunch of stuff brought out from different storages and different people's parents that used to work there um that uh, that was brought out and put on exhibition and there was like a nice big kind of celebration that everyone survived this long and that you know we will continue surviving and so on you are kind of like that's what you're going to do right yeah um i have two questions one is why would programming like how can, how is this compatible and the second one is um if you like so you are going to take it over have you have had uh, have you had like training since you were like a kid you've always been part of it or are you going to like when you take over have like two years of following your father and then you know or something i don't know like yep. what's the how is it going to work so question one programming is what um i enjoy doing i studied psychology for a while before that but that was that was too much work mm -hmm. um also I'm, i'm studying currently i'm studying software engineering and management now Condition one to take over the company and it's in a, in contract is having a bachelor. Um, it doesn't really matter what bachelor you have because most of the time, whatever you learn in a bachelor is useless anyway. Mm. You might as well just get real life experience and you're going to save yeah, time. Yeah, I totally like, agree um, that you know life experience or like work experience comes from like working actually in whatever job you mm. decide to pick. So. Yeah. Mm. And uh, when it comes to question two, which was how am I going to have that transition into it? Obviously, it's not going to be day one. I'm going to be, all right, guys, I'm running this company. <laughs> no, They can't just um, see you come in, you know, with your like, you, I mean, you have a really long hair. Would you put in a little bun, put on a suit and go like, come on, guys, this is how we're going to do it. Pick it up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You there. Update, you're fired. Update, update. I don't work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, it's so basically, I, I know what my father did. Uh, my father and my grandfather were a lot closer in age than I am with my father, but he basically worked his way up properly uh, from the bottom. He spent, I think, five or ten years properly working every single section like, yeah, in some yeah. way. That's mm. also cool. Um, and I'm assuming that's more or less what I'm going to be doing. I hope that, because that would, I mean, it sounds, sounds like, for me, I, I idealized that idea that that he's tried everything, so he has more sympathy for people that are working. Of course, like, no, I so mean, it's really good that, for management. That's the important thing about it's a family business. Basically, mm. the workers have been working for ages for us, and they're mm. not just a random guy who has that position. They're really part of the family. There's a, there's a history behind it. There is a lot of events that we we do, and really, there is like my father runs it in a way that. You know, when there is an event, it's not like in, in German you say, you know, Mister. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in 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 events, it's complete. Everyone is on the same level. It's mm. just, we're having you know really having cool. a ball. It's sounds it's, like actually like. Can I come work there? Yes, you can. You know, you do you need yeah. a communication manager? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I like textiles and I like um, to sew and stuff. She just got herself a sewing machine as well. Like, or I, like, I'm going to get oh, one she, probably. She, she wants. I, she's wishing is, for. Is yeah. it between sewing machine. sewing machine and vacuum cleaner? Uh, no, because vacuum cleaning would be an investment for me, and a uh, sewing machine. I'm planning to give like an exact brand and get it to me for my birthday. Ah, yeah. So um, I'm finally. I always wanted to have my own, and I, I'm probably getting one for my birthday. And now it is happening. Yeah. Cool. No, but like the company story or like going through the different levels. I think that's making a great leader if you have like sympathy as Fatima already said for like different positions and like an understanding how it works and then you can just also be like making reasonable and good decisions to mm. improve or like further develop whatever the oh, but then did you work sorry sorry for interrupting no, you, but did ahead. you have you worked with like have you done internships there and yeah. stuff when you were like in school and had yeah. to do internships it started when I was like 14 or something yeah. uh, I got thrown up in back then we still had the what we call Musterei, basically where you cut little pieces of fabric and then like set up like little kits that you send to a customer or a mm, shop mm. that can be like, oh, I like this color. Oh, I like this fabric. Yeah, yeah. And so I spent a whole summer just gluing these mm. things. Mm. Um, so after after some, my left hand is any, anyway all messed up. Uh, but after that summer, I could like I was completely heat insensitive on these three fingers because yeah. I burned myself with a mm. hot glue gun and with the ironing thing like yeah. 50 times but well, that's good for playing guitar so pick up a guitar and use uh, yeah, your, yeah yeah absolutely but um, uh, uh, I was going to say something yeah so last week we talked about like last episode we talked about Amish people and how they have an idea that you can like take off for 10 years and try different things and come back uh, was it an option for you to sorry I'm just making this all about yeah, Max yeah, but I'm really curious but was there an, was it an option for you to do internship elsewhere was yeah. it just always like expected that you were gonna yeah no uh, i've done a couple of internships in different companies um as i am set up in the technical area more than say the mm. management area mm. uh, i obviously did some internships there or also for a while i was self-employed which was the best thing ever because you could like just be like oh tomorrow doesn't fit because i'm getting drunk well you don't say that <laughs> you're getting drunk but like you, you'll just like wake I, have, up. I have a business meeting exactly elsewhere. <laughs> like yeah i have an appointment or something and then you just you know cancel that and go drinking and then you know on the next day we'll be like okay can we reschedule like we gotta gotta finish this project mm. um but yeah no I, I i think i have the option to do something else there's always the option that we can hire like that someone can take over someone professional mm -hmm. that's not part of the family mm. um can take over the company um obviously my family would be happy if i take it over but there is no point in doing something for a living that you 
do not like doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that obviously factors in. And I I think it's like also must be feeling great to have that security in a way because you know on like total other like I mean to be able to do it if you want to but you don't have to because you're still like you know individualistic enough to choose whatever you want maybe over that which is like I think really cool and then you know comparing that to other people like me that have been I don't know like training to enter the job market for quite a bunch of years now studying different things learning different things doing internships and blah and then being like okay now I'm like perfectly or what is perfectly but quite educated hmm. but what do I do with it like uh, I can search a position in the field of what I want or I can go for the attitude that Max also said like you know you have a degree but you know doesn't necessarily mean you're qualified for this field you're just like qualified in a way you've proven that you can focus on spot and you yeah. can get your stuff together and you know deliver in an exam on a special point so yeah it's going to be interesting and sometimes I wish I just had this security of like okay I'm just going to take over my family's business but I neither like I, I didn't choose any of the jobs that my parents are having so there's not going to be like a taking over do they yeah, have but like, are they are they their own boss, yeah. enterprise like bosses both of them like enterprise bosses they're like uh, having their own practice in mm. physiotherapy and uh My mom is a psychologist. You need to study for that, to be honest. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. doctors and stuff, like, they, they kind of need to study. You need to probably. really train that. But you can't you just be like, like, okay, I'm going to experiment. <laughs> it'll work out. Experience. <laughs> no, no, but you could do... I know there are like classes, like pretty short classes in like massaging and stuff like that. And you can like take a degree in massaging and then continue it up to like sports uh, yeah. related sure. injuries at the moment, and, and at the moment I think online I'm degree on massages though, yeah. pretty cool. online <laughs> yeah. it's a very practical <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just touching the screen <laughs> at the moment I'm aiming a little bit more for like maybe a radio uh, voice based yeah. something career because I study communication but I also just really enjoy anything that's in the interaction of like voices podcasts I mean I could this. do this for a job I think this yeah, is so fun it's great yeah Uh, I gonna do this for work. Are we getting paid? paid. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are. You are not. <laughs> I want to be paid. On a little salary discussion now with the station manager, and in the meantime, you get to listen to a song. Oh my god, we're approaching thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank God, this isn't live. It's still a show about nothing, and we're still talking about jobs. Mm. You're all hired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we wanted to push through. Thank you for being the witnesses. He has said it. <laughs> so I, uh, my future yeah. set. I'm all good now. No, but um, Fatima, you've been like sharing some insights. Like you, you're studying languages. You could imagine to work in the radio. You were dreaming of being a stand-up comedian, but like uh, in this current like Corona job market times. Mm. Um, What do you see? Like, do you see that you can? There's like a huge niche for the skills you think you're best at to like apply them. And um, I see. Honestly, I'm when it comes to work at the moment, I'm not really looking. I mean, it would be cool if I could use my languages and like skills. I, skills I've acquired doing I know radio and to apply them. That would be really awesome. But um, I feel like in this. Uh, Like since I've been sincerely with the corona and everything, and we're so much inside, I'm uh, I've been considering taking a job that forces me to be outside during the day, like a manual labor, uh, because of like the health benefits. Like physically, you work with your body, and I've always enjoyed creating and working with my body. 
and also be outside, which is good for your mental mm. health. Mm. Um, I'm I'm really lost at what to do because it feels like like if I were to apply my like French or lang- like language and and um, I don't really know what my skills are. I'm a good person though. Um, then I would be forced to be inside, um, and I don't want to be inside. That's all I know. That's like as far as I've gone right, right now yeah. in my in my planning. I haven't planned. I planned like a month ahead. That's all. So I don't know. I don't it could be plan. one of those like you know the wind power station servers. Like you know you get up on them and you fix oh, them that a little sounds bit. Oh, awesome! Actually, and huh? you're sitting up on top of them and you have the view. Wow! Completely. You get yourself a blanket. Yeah, you sit down. Yeah. You sunscreen. There was someone who was caught doing that apparently. Yeah. Uh, Sunscreening on top of a wind. Yeah, yeah. Power. Someone, someone. I don't know. Broke into a wind turbine like one of those big turbine yeah, things yeah, yeah. climbed up the the internal ladder or whatever is inside there mm. and then got on top of the roof and had like some guy with a drone found this dude like up there with yeah. his blanket like no, naked really? just <laughs> sun tanning wow <laughs> it sounds amazing well but i'm not I've heard a fan quite loud i'm not a fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the puns keep coming from there. Um, Actually, like I have been looking up some uh, jobs because I, I thought, like, okay, jobs. There's like a variety of jobs out there. Probably also some weird ones. So there mm. was like one weird job I found. That's the professional pusher, and it's basically a person in Japan that is like making sure that people like you know that you fill the trams. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to oh. the max, so yeah. people like make it to work in time, and yeah, so. But like, that's a hard job. They have like gloves and everything, and they have like mm. certain ways of pushing, like not too hard, not too light. Like that—that that is that is an interesting. It's I a mean, service job, right? You need to I put on so, a yeah. good face and like. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know. Have to be respectful I mean, while like, still pushing people. Yeah. people into a tram. <laughs> <laughs> I just connected though weirdly. Like I have pusher and trams, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> not oh, <laughs> don't push them <laughs> in the pro- wrong moment. Yeah, they're, they're professionally pushing people in front of the tram. Well, Gotta get rid of the over overpopulation. Would we right? call serial killers uh, a job? It would be work. It would be, yeah. it would be a lot of work. Hitman would be a Hitman job. Hitman would be a job, though. Right? Hitman would be a job, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless, I mean, if you rob, is being a robber a job? Because then you could just. Self employed. Self employed, <laughs> yeah. Self employed, yeah. Self employed. <laughs> I'm just surviving. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you, you could rob them, murder them, take their money. No, wait, hold on. Murder them, rob them, and then it's a job. But if you just murder without getting paid, then I don't think it's a job. Which is like uh, when we're talking about murder, which we, I feel we do it like a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just really morbid. We're good people. Um, it's what we like doing. There's oh. like there's like the next job that I've been looking up that would you know come into place then once a person is dead. Uh, that's the professional mourner. And it is in uh, several countries. I think it's mainly Southeast Asia, but also Russia, as I uh, heard from Igor. Um, if you have a funeral, you can hire mourning people that are professional mourners. So it's actors coming to cry. It's like yes, women yeah. but it's like actually it's it's not that easy to, cry to do. And like mm. like you know crying over the like the death of the person and you know I don't know yeah. why maybe you want to scream their name out loud. Well, I mean yeah, uh, but it's it's a lot of work because you gotta like first off you meet early on you, you need to meet them before the funeral you need to get a backstory set up because obviously at some point like it's how not, do you know it's not person? only the funeral but it's also like you know the the whole like dead person in the living room like everyone's having cocktails kind mm. of uh, moment so you have to have a backstory that's like understandable but easily forgettable you have to be a personality that works in it's it's serious social engineering wow like i don't know i thought they just give you a name and you just go cry and say the name yeah. like in between i'm steve yeah. oh, oh, it's, Steven. Like to, it's like to fill out the church like no, I, no I was like, like my, uh, one reason i found for it is that in southeast asia where it's like mainly practiced uh is that a loud funeral is kind of like you know 
helping the person to you know kind of ah. you know go over or guard the soul over during the service so it's like important to have a loud funeral and huh. in order to you know give the family some peace and quiet probably to just be sad you have like professional criers screamers but I, mean, ah! I also think it's a thing of face too i mean like if you know if igor dies tomorrow yeah. and it's like only marie showing up then you know that would so be kind of sad, sad. Like, <laughs> you know like if the, th the second person say fatima shows up we'll be like wow okay there's only two people here wow he must have not been very Fancy popular <laughs> But then you could hire me, and then it could be like, oh my god, we uh, <laughs> three people. <laughs> we, 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 we met yesterday, but I'm here to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my favorite job was like the chicken sexer. What? Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Exactly, it almost yeah. sounds like a joke, um, but it like it requires a three-year training apparently, um, it's like because a it's like degree. it's a person that's like raiding the gender of chickens in those like horrible you know chicken breeding yeah, uh, factories yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have to like do a certain amount per hour in order to you know stick up to the you know times and everything and you need to be really accurate you so like i think within an hour uh you have to check 700 chicks at least and you're supposed to have like 98 percent accuracy of like which you yeah. know like faking the gender um, so the so the right ones end up as like you know chicken wings, chicken probably. nuggets. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So the so what they just so there's like a lot of baby chicks and you pick one up and see the sex. I Is think they it? have like a yeah, you have to examine the genitals of them. You. At least I've seen a video of uh, people doing it. Yeah. So it's like a small conveyor and they just kind of picking them up and just going. Tossing them left to right. That's <laughs> horrible. It's yeah. horrible. And but like, uh, it's really difficult because they have, like, uh, at least I don't know if they have any distinguishing uh, sexual organs so you can actually see them. So it's really, they get, I think, the, I don't know if this is true because, yeah, don't fact check me on mm. this one if you want to be sure. But uh, they actually get to just watch another person doing it. Mm. So there is no, like, there is not, uh, like, a way to do it. You just watch them. And then you learn by mistakes. Then you build up some sort of intuition for how it's done. Hmm. How do you and learn from mistakes? Like, this chicken wing tastes different. The one person who already knows, I don't know which was the first person to ask. I know how it started, but like, there is a person who, person who tra trains you. And then they like, tell you, this is wrong, this is right, this is right, this is wrong. And then you keep doing it uh, until you just, like, you know, I, you reach yeah. a certain, uh, like, uh, a significant yeah. level with. Uh, what yeah. I find quite horrible, though, is like that the standard rate is $3 per 100 chicks oh and, it's know, not an hourly pay it's like no, how much like you per, produce like Jesus. per like 100 batch and how many chicken can you do in an hour like 700 is like what they're wow. aiming for and then i mean jesus that's a lot of chicken yeah i just imagine it horrible because we're talking about you know living beings in a way um and i do eat meat but like when you hear those kind of things it's like there's a fucking chicken sexer that's like you know splitting them up just to yeah, you wouldn't uh, want to take away his job. That but have poor you? Guy. I mean, have you seen yeah. how they make chicken nuggets? Yeah. 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 Cannot recommend, but maybe can recommend. Like recommend it like, so you won't eat any more chicken nuggets. Yeah. Go go vegetarian, uh, often. And it'd be like that Jamie Oliver when he shows the like a bunch of kindergarten kids how he makes them, and it's just like you know singing and all yeah. that stuff, and in the end he's like, oh, so who wants them? And everybody's like, me. So did not work on kids. Oh, they wow. just <laughs> they dig that stuff. They don't care. Mm. It's just Cold, fried bastards. oil. Yeah, it's like, like you, it's just 
yeah. they just use all of the you know parts <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know like if that will be my sausage, identity like hello it's Marie uh, I'm a chicken sexer <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah I'm good at examining chickens does it define <laughs> you as a person well it, it would definitely lead to like if you're starting to talk in a, in a in a in a party or something it'll lead to that thing like oh I talked to this really interesting person <laughs> you know the other day like yeah, you will be yeah. remembered. I don't there's remember a, the name. I have but a job. I have a job suggestion for all of us that you know that are the sleepy heads because there's also the job out there as a professional sleeper. Um, what the fuck? Is this test is a test? I think it was run by the NASA in the United States, and uh, you were paid for um, sleeping like and not getting up out of bed for like uh, seventy days. It takes like if you go with a normal space transport, like not a, the fastest rocket, and they were ex like um, researching space tourism and how could this be realized, and like the normal amount of like travel length would be, I think, seventy days, and then they needed to check how healthy and what it does to you when you're just lying mm. for seventy days, and you It's were paid. It's not good for you. Yeah, probably not. Uh, you were I have paid a question about that. Sorry. Yeah. Is it, uh, as you see in movies, can you go into some kind of like sleep if you have food coming in and like something? A, like a cryo sleep? Or yeah, a, yeah. Is that, does that exist? Coma. Like, yeah. You can? I think you can do like, like chemically Probably. induced coma and then you can uh, I mean, you could just be feed high them for through the uh, yeah. catheter. And huh. I mean, it's possible, I think. So that could also be like made by machines, right? The feeding and stuff. So, so you don't... Well, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, uh, but there is a bunch of other stuff because, uh, I mean, you get bad sores. Yeah, you, like, yeah, yeah. Back, Absolutely. You, you still get dirty. You get muscle atrophy. Mm. So it's a real, I think it's a lot of components involved. As a daughter of a or not. physiotherapist, I can probably not recommend this. But no, no, I just like, wondered if, if yeah. it existed because you see yeah. it in movies all the time. So I was like, do have we tried it? Does they it do exist? it sometimes yeah. when people are, I think, in extreme pain, like if we have extreme severe burns or something mm -hmm. like that, and mm -hmm. like painkillers won't help you no matter how much you give them. Mm. They just chemically induce a coma, so they completely fade out because mm. they would not be able to I stay mean, insane. There's a couple companies that kill you, freeze you, yeah. and store you. Um, there, you can yeah. pay a lot of money to <laughs> literally have your heart stopped, the, your brain pumped full with basically antifreeze, mm. and then freeze, frozen, with minimal cell damage, but basically all, all over cell damage. So like you, you, all your cells in your brain are already screwed. And then at some point in the future, when we figured out how to uh, repair... Modern medicine! Yeah, when we figured out how to repair the cell damage. And it's interesting mm. because you, depending on how much money you want to pay... You can have just your brain frozen. So they'll like dissect, like take out your brain, put it in a fucking freezer. It's uh, kind of weird. There's yeah. like, I think we should have an episode about job. like ethics and, you know, ethical questions around like modern technology mm. and medicine technology. You can also sell your shit, by the way. Just what? What? Do you not know oh, this? You can, oh, you can sell your you can shit. Sell your shit, yes. For like uh, fertilizer? Like not, like, no, 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 <laughs> not fertilizer. No, no, it's I for medical shenanigans. <laughs> no, yeah. Hey but man, I can mean, I buy your shit? What for? Oh, you know, medical shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I don't know what it is, but like, look it up if you're interested. You can, if you have a certain diet, you can actually, and, and no medical condition. Oh, is it condition. the thing to like, uh, like eat someone's bacteria to... No. No, okay. No, yeah, it's, but they it's do that. more like... Yeah, I heard about that as well, yeah. If you have a good fauna yeah. or flora, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. In your gut flora, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. They can... Um, 
You and can yeah, because some people, some yeah, 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 yeah. If you have taken a lot of antibiotics for something, they just completely kill everything and you need to restore it somehow. Mm. I don't think you just eat shit. No, <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> but that. But that was uh, actually a thing. People were doing that to try yeah. this this theory on, like uh, you know, online. You, s- yeah. you can see that. But there is yeah. a way to do something about it. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe they do it. I don't know. I, I I'm not exactly. <laughs> but shit business is very complicated. Yeah, but it's booming. Let's have <laughs> yeah. an episode on shit. When shit hit the fan. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned. <laughs>